My name is Roz, and I was up here a couple of weeks ago dedicating my daughter Hannah. I'm married to Stu, and we have another daughter, Chloe. Um, And this morning, I'm really excited because the last time um, they asked me to talk on Sunday morning, they gave me the topic, the gifts of the Spirit, tongues and prophecy. You know, just that straightforward, theologically simple thing that everybody's had a really easy time getting to grips with. So today, thankfully, we're on much easier ground. It's baptism day. I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed seeing everybody get baptized. It's so exciting. Like, it's such a celebration. I couldn't help but whoop when they came up out the water. It was brilliant. And I discovered, whilst doing the research for this morning, that the word baptism comes from the Greek, meaning baptizo, to dip or immerse. I mean, isn't that a much better word? Like, don't the other languages always get the good words? Baptizo. I was like, come on, guys, let's just keep it. Let's call it Baptizo Day. (laughs) Now, we should pray before I get too silly. Uh, Lord, I want to thank you for this morning. I want to thank you for the declarations of faith we'd heard from Archie and from Lucy and from Karen. I want to thank you that you're here with us this morning. I just pray you'd touch our hearts. Would you come close to all of us, wherever we've come from? Would we hear your quiet words in our heart this morning? I pray you'd speak through me and your words would carry. Amen. Okay, so the verse I want to talk to you today from is Hebrews 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, having heard the stories of Karen and of Archie and of Lucy, I thought it was only really fair if I give you a little bit of background about my story and share my testimony with you today. So this is me. I will white. That's where I learned that lesson. (laughs) This is me getting baptized. Um, I first became a Christian when I was probably four, And I just want to take a moment here to say, kids workers, your sacrifice matters. We see you. We appreciate you. Thank you for the time you put in with our kids. That's when I first became a Christian. And now, I didn't really think much had happened. Like, as a four-year-old, I'm not sure I totally got it. But I said a prayer, and I wanted Jesus to be my friend. And over the years, periodically, I did it again, just in case I'd not done it right or in case there was something more I was missing. So I kind of kept committing myself to Jesus every time there was an opportunity. Um, But it wasn't really until I was about 12, about Archie and Lucy's age, that um, we went away on a uh, weekend, a youth weekend away, and we prayed for the Holy Spirit to come. And I, I did feel something. We did pray. We prayed for the, for the gifts of tongues. We prayed for all those, those things. And... Do you know, I was kind of hoping for a Pentecostal fire and tongues moment, like, you know, the flames and the spiritual. It wasn't really like that. But I knew something had changed. I knew that I wanted to follow God. I knew that I wanted to pursue my faith. I knew that I wanted to read this thick Bible book, and I thought something must be different. (laughs) So I decided to get baptized. Now, between the youth weekend away and them getting around to organizing the baptisms. There were a few months, and I thought, this is good. Because although I have decided that I want to follow the Lord, I've still got a few theological questions I'd like to tease out. Did I mention I was quite a serious (laughs) 12-year-old? 
So I was like, it's okay, I've got a few months. I'll sort it all out by then. I'll just double-check the historical evidence for Jesus. I'll make sure I've got this baptism of the Spirit thing down. And then there's this translation parable issue, like, I'm just not quite sure I get. So I was like, okay, I'm prepped. And then, do you know what? It came around quite quickly. They got their act together much faster than I thought they would. And it was baptism day. And I was panicked because I thought, I haven't solved everything. I'm not sure. Like, there's definitely something in this, but I just haven't got it all figured out yet. So I was like, what do I do? Like, I want to make this decision with integrity. I, want it, I know it's a really serious commitment. Like, in my heart, I knew if I was doing this, this was like a marriage. This is a real lifetime commitment. I, I was going to mean it. I mean, this is a bit of a spoiler. But <laughs> I just thought, what? Do I cancel? Do I ask them to do it later? Like, I didn't know. And I made a decision that has stood me in in good stead, then and throughout the rest of my life, I thought, do you know what? I've still got some questions. I haven't actually got it all theologically untangled just yet. But I'm going to keep questioning and do it from a position of faith. So even though I wasn't 100% sure and I didn't have it all figured out, I thought I'm going to go for it and I'll just keep exploring as I go. And that's something that's really um, stayed with me over the years because you just, you know, you keep having questions, don't you? You can't, I mean, I was like, come on, guys, I'm 12. If I haven't got it figured out by now, like, <sighs> but it takes a lifetime, right? And even then, we'll never totally get everything there. So that's kind of where I got to. And I was thinking about it in terms of, like, how we approach faith. So my title this morning is The Big Splash. And I was thinking about, you know, faith as this metaphorical swimming pool, this, this big baptism pool that we get in. And I was like, well, what, what kind of person am I? Oh, well, if I'm honest, I'm probably like a toe-in-the-water kind of girl, you know? I'm not one of these cannonball jump straight in. I don't download the first update. Like, I wait until it's 1.12 at least before I dive in, you know? I want the bugs out the way, thank you. Let the pioneers go. They're the ones who'll get injured. I mean, um, we need you guys. We need you. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a really big run and jump kind of woman. Um, and, I, and I just thought, well, what, what about everybody else? Like, you know, what, what about you guys? What sort of people are you like? We've got a huge haul of people this morning. We'll all approach faith differently. Now, if you'll indulge me. In a life BC, before children, <laughs> I worked for a bit in marketing. And one of the things we used to do in marketing was make like customer profiles. So we'd put together all the bits of information and decide what kind of person would be like to buy our products. And I thought, well, do you know what? Let's do it this morning. So I've got for you three kind of people and the way that they approach faith. The first is Arthur. Now, Arthur's a bit like me. 
He likes to think it through. He's got some books, and he will read them. He's getting that, and he's pretty sure if he could just get through the whole pile, then he'd, he'd be okay with it. He'd love to go swimming. He really would. It looks like a lovely kind of thing. He's heard people swim, and he's, it's supposed to be great. And he would definitely, definitely dive in if he could just prove the pool existed. And then there's Martha. No, wait, she's Bertha, isn't she? She's Bertha. Martha's a different one. I've heard of her. Bertha. Now, Bertha, she is going to go swimming, probably. She just, she hasn't quite got time. Because the thing is, there's so much going on. Did you know, I mean, there's meals to cook and plan. And we're supposed to be cycling to work now because it's better for the environment. And, and really, we should eat less meat. And I've got so much washing to do. And there's just, I mean, I will get that. I will, at some point, I'll have time to think about existential thoughts. But in the meantime, someone's got to cook tea. Martha's gone to the swimming pool. She's kind of around the edge. But really... Really, somebody's got to be cleaning and tidying those towels, otherwise the place is going to be a mess. And then finally, we have Patricia. Now, Patricia, she likes swimming. She's been a few times. She still goes for the occasional lap. But the thing is, the pool just wasn't as warm as she thought it was going to be. The health benefits weren't quite what she expected. And she had that nasty altercation with a swimmer last week that's totally put her off going. Now, I said I'm a bit like Arthur, but to be honest, I'm a bit like all of them. Sometimes I'm a bit like all of them before breakfast. <laughs> but it got me thinking, you know, like there are all these things that can hold us back or that can sort of slow us down or even just we just get busy. And I was like, but the thing is, with all these people, all these ideas, that's not where they want to be, is it? Like, we don't want to be on the edge. We want to be swimming. We want to be living this life. So, how do we do it? Well, thankfully, it's not me that's going to give the answer. We're going to go to the Word of God. <laughs> so, let's go back to that verse in Hebrews. And without faith. It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Or, to put it another way, it is possible to please God if we believe in him and we seek him. It is possible to please God if we believe in him and we seek him. Isn't that just amazing that the God who made the heavens, the earth, the one who put the stars in place, the one who's been here, you know, a thousand, ten thousand, depending on what theological issue, a really long time, we, we can please him. I mean, I don't know, I, I have some pretty unpleasing moments, I had some pretty unpleasing moments yesterday, like, but... I still have the ability to please, to please God, the creator. I mean, I, I just think that's incredible. And all it, all it requires is that we earnestly seek him. It just requires that we become, if you'll indulge me once more, earnest. Wait, coming. Oh, oh, hey! 
Now, I did double-check that this pun would translate into Spanish, and we had a tense moment, but we discovered you can say Ernesto. <laughs> I mean, come on, other languages are so much more fun. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? And I mean, I think sometimes we can complicate things. We think, oh, do you know what? I just, if I'm really going to do this Christianity thing, I need to clear my diary. I need to be up at 8, 5.45 probably, because we all know the morning is the most holy time. And then I've got to get, oh, I need to, I probably ought to do my devotions, then devotions with the kids, and then I ought to do some morning worship. And then, do you ever just sometimes feel like there's a big, long list of things to do? And do you know what? That's not what it says. What it says is, we can earnestly seek him, and he's pleased with us. I mean, oh, I don't, it's just like a weight off your shoulders. This is not a list of things to do. What you're earnestly seeking God looks like will be different from anybody else's. I don't know what you're earnestly seeking God looks like. It might be that you just say, hey, God, I'm going to talk to you when I do the washing up. I do that twice, 10, 20 times. I do that every day. I'm going to talk to you when I do the washing up. It might be, hey, actually, I have been meaning to read a chapter. I am going to do that. I am going to take the time. It might even just be setting your face to seek him and say, I'm going to, I'm, God, I'm here. I'm sorry for whatever's gone before. I'm going to choose you. I don't know what you're earnestly seeking him is this morning. That's between you and him. But it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be difficult. It's just that that intention in your heart. I mean, isn't that freeing? <laughs> isn't that joyful? And the other part is the believing, isn't it? Like, we've got to believe that he exists. When we flip it around that way, it sounds a bit more like, well, yeah, of course. But it's not always easy to do. And, you know, that declaration of faith that I made at 4, 8, and 12, but that moment of baptism... Those vows that I made, yeah, I stood by those and I believe in them. But actually just making that on the one day, that's not how it works. It's a continual action. Believing that God exists is a daily choice. It, it's easy on the good days. I sometimes think of faith a bit, like a, a bit like a marriage, you know? You'll have magical, intense, romantic moments. But actually the real... The real joy in marriage is closeness during the day-to-day, -day, the mundane, the monotonousness of washing and children or, you know, whatever your life looks like. That's, that's the real joy and challenge in faith is to be close to God, to choose that he exists even when things aren't as clear. Another thing I, I wanted to think about was in terms of Patricia, you know, like, actually, sometimes, sometimes we wanted faith to be different. Sometimes it can be disappointing. And I call them kitchen floor moments, right? Have you ever found yourself so at the end of everything that you're just on the kitchen floor in tears? If you can choose to believe that God exists, that he is with you, when you're in that much pain, when the world is thrown that much hurt and suffering at you, when you've got nothing, nothing left to give, if you can choose to believe that God exists in that moment, that is precious and holy and definitely pleasing to God. And you know what? He is with you. We don't have a God who promises he'll take away every challenge we face, but we do have one who promises he'll be with us.
He'll sit with you on the kitchen floor. He'll wipe your tears away. He will be with you. He is pleased with us when we choose to believe that he exists. And so this morning, I just think what a brilliant picture we've had of Archie and Lucy and Karen's declarations of faith. Everyone who stood here has said that they believe in Jesus. They got baptizoed. <laughs> By being submerged in the water, they're declaring they believe that Jesus lived, that he died, and that he rose again. Being, it's the start of the, it's the end of the old life and the start of a new way of living. It's a simple gesture with a big, big meaning. And I guess, I don't know this morning what you're facing. I don't know the, the situations or the challenges that, where you look at it and you go, really, God, I've got to how do I believe you exist? I don't, I don't know what you're facing. But just take a minute and think, is there anywhere in your life where actually you need to choose to believe that God exists? I mean, a recent one for me is we were just looking at our energy bills, and it's not going to be the only person here who's had this challenge. And, um, you know, we started off with a nice, easy sort of, we can do this, £100 a month, and they emailed us and said, we're going to put it up to three. And we're like, okay, right, well, let's rearrange, let's cut, we could probably just about squeal. And they emailed and said, no, 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 sorry, we're going to put it up to, to about 500 a month, and you've got about 10, 20 days to find the money. And um, we're like, okay. Right, uh, and I felt like God said to me, if you're a Christian, you better act like it. Come on, I'm here, surprise you. He's the only one that's allowed to talk to me like this, just, <laughs> just, just a heads up. And I was like, oh gosh, you're right. And, <laughs> and I realized that actually, um, he found a way through that, you know, that settled the account and we didn't actually have to pay that. We hadn't been using that much. But more than that, actually, I looked back and earlier in the months, God had provided for us um, financially, I'd picked up another job and Stu picked up more work. And actually before, like months before the bill came in, God had put in place the provision for us. And I sometimes think that choosing to believe he exists and, and that declaration of faith is, is more subtle than we realize. Like I've, you know, probably been a Christian nearly 30 years and Yes, I've seen some miraculous moments and I've had some incredible prayer meetings and some wonderful times of worship. But actually the day-to-day, -day, the subtle, I've seen God provide. I've seen him faithfully give me hope. I've seen him stay close to me and my family. And sometimes that's what it is. It's that subtle belief every day, choosing to believe that he exists and earnestly seeking him. And isn't it lovely that he's pleased with us? <laughs> So I thought this morning, I was like, right, let's do this together, okay? I don't know where you're at, but this morning's an opportunity. We've seen Lucy and Archie and Karen declare their faith, and I say, let's do it together. We can all do this. So I'm going to put up on the, um, on the screen a prayer, and if you read it through first so that you know what you're committing to, although I've given you a hint, um, and we're just going to pray and if you have never asked Jesus into your life before, here's an opportunity to do it. Now, I'm not saying that you have to have all the answers because you don't. It's okay to keep exploring from a position of faith. I'm not saying you have to make all the time in a world 
You just have to earnestly seek him and find that moment, find it in your heart. And I'm not saying that you haven't tried before and that it's been painful and difficult. You know, he sees you in the midst of all that and he's with you and he's so pleased with you. All you have to do this morning is choose. So if we, I just thought, could we all stand up and say it together? If you'd had a chance to look at it. So I'm going to read it out. And as I read it out, can you say it with me? Jesus, thank you for being pleased with us. I'm sorry for the days I don't have faith and I don't seek you. I believe you exist. Please help me to seek you all the days of my life. Amen. Thank you. And if you've never said that before, congratulations. You know, what a brilliant, brilliant choice. Come and talk to me or to Andy and Alison this morning because they'd love to talk with you about how we can be earnestly seeking God together. And if you've said that as a, a fresh start on a long journey, then I just want to say to you, know that, that God loves you and he is really, really pleased with you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to me today and for giving me the chance to talk.